0: Hello, and welcome to the Shiny Bees Podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy, and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host, Joe Millman, and this is episode 126 A Hat for Every Eventuality. I feel a need to laugh again with you, if that's all right. Hello welcome into another episode of the show. It's 126 and I am back again with you. I'm your host Joe, and it is a pleasure to be back in the room recording again and speaking to you this week on the podcast. So how are you? I hope you've been well since last time I spoke to you. If you are new to me today, hello, welcome in. I hope you'll enjoy what you find here. We are a friendly bunch and if you are a returning listener, thank you so much. As always, I'm eternally grateful for you to come back to the show and listen and hang out with me again. It's always awesome to have you. So how have you been? I hope you've been well. I've been very, very busy. It's that crazy time of year at the moment, isn't it? Where it was, it was definitely wasn't Christmas. Definitely wasn't Christmas. Definitely wasn't Christmas. OMG, everyone's lights are up. It is totally Christmas. There's only however many days it is now. That's five days for you can't post things to Australia anymore. And it all seems to kind of crescendo and kind of come together in one big blare in December, which can be, A little bit hard work, can't it? Um, Just to keep up with it all. It feels like it should be something you can kind of sit and enjoy, that festive spirit. But the reality of it is that you end up running around, wrapping presents, trying to visit everybody, uh, going to parties, going to endless nativity and various different school production type things and I did talk about my nativity experience last year with the, the Britannic one in an earlier episode I will put links back to that in the show notes I can't remember which number it was but basically it talks about when she didn't get the gig as Mary and was the star of Bethlehem instead and um it just gets a little bit bonkers trying to manage all of the different things really and all the different changes to routine and everything else that goes along with it. Not to mention the costume acquisitions and Sanimal is, needs to go as a child from Australia so they've asked for some kind of beach wear I'm not sure how stereotypical to go with this whether I should indeed acquire in one of those hats with corks on and an inflatable crocodile because that would be quite funny I don't know how far to go with it um but I have a few days and I have eBay and everything else available to me like you know I've let's say I've got a budget of you know 30 quid that seems about right doesn't it if it's going to be funny like it's you know it's, I'm going to get my money's worth out of it then then why not you know who isn't always going to need an inflatable crocodile? everyone, frankly, in the washing up box, ba- not washing up box, dressing up box even. But yeah, what do you think? How far should I go with it? How far should I go with the costumes basically for the child from Australia? Because hes he gets a lot of attention anyway because he's got very cute glasses and he's a bit of a monkey. But, you know, if he's going to like subvert the entire proceedings, which is entirely likely that he will, he has form for this sort of behaviour, then, you know, maybe give him some props so that it's not quite as obvious that he's just a little bit of a monkey. I don't know. But yeah, let me know what you think on that. And indeed, if you know any word that has some good stereotypical random Child from Australia nativity costumes, that would be awesome. So what have we got in the show today? Well, today I'm talking about a hat for every eventuality and it is a little bit of a return to the pattern pick, which hasn't happened for ages. And it's not so much a funny pattern pick today as uh, these are some options for if you would like to create a hat because the kind of prompting for the hat wasn't a particularly funny experience or um, thing, you know, it's it's quite a serious topic of conversation. So what we'll do first is I'm going to say a quick hello to a listener that I've heard from this week and then I will explain where the kind of hat prompt came from and we'll talk through the hat ideas in a little bit more detail. I've got a really good selection of different hats you could try for some kind of quick, you know, not holiday knitting but December is quite fraught as I've said and um, these are some good ideas and obviously I'll explain why I've decided to talk about hats today. So first up, I want to say a big hello to Katrine for Mirren, hopefully I've pronounced that correctly, who sent me an email this week and um, said how she's listened to every single one of the episodes and she's just got to the end. She's just got to 125 and now she's going to have to find some other ones to listen to because she goes through two a day. So thank you so much for listening, Katrian. And if anyone has any recommendations for her, she likes a good knitting podcast, but if you've got any recommendations for her to try to fill, fill the shiny gap, as it was because she's done 125 um, of them now and she's going to need some more She, um, I would love to hear and um, I can pass them on to her as well she's over in the shiny bees community so do please tag her up in there if you're in the community on Facebook if you're not it's uh, shinybees.com forward slash community we'll take you to that And um, we can tag her up in there and give us some ideas for some other stuff to listen to as well, which would be awesome. But thank you so much for your email and for listening to all 125 episodes. So why are we talking today by hats? and I said it was quite a kind of serious reason I keep laughing and you will have to forgive me if I laugh my way through any seriousness I am ex-military and I have an incredibly dark sense of humor as a result of that and probably I had one before that from growing up in the north but I do anything that's quite serious I always do kind of turn it into a joke so please forgive me I'm not being trite if I do laugh or snigger my way through some of this it is purely just a case of that's what I do it's a coping mechanism, basically, because I'm not very good at um, serious stuff, serious stuff. And um, so last week I went to a funeral, a funeral for a friend, not the band, like an actual funeral. And it's not the first time I've been to a funeral, obviously, in my life. I'm 35 now, so I've been to a, a reasonable number of funerals. And given the line of work that I used to be in, uh, people dying unnecessarily young is a bit of a thing that happens and you don't really think much of it when you are in the military because it's a risk that you accept that it might happen to you and it's a risk that you therefore accept that it might happen to some of your really good friends and it's there's an expectation almost that that is going to occur because that's the kind of line of work you're in so it all gets neatly compartmentalized which I'm sure causes some pent-up kind of psychological problems later on in life but you don't really think anything of it and it isn't a shock if it does happen and it has happened to me and you'll know if you've listened to the show for a long time, like Katrina has, that uh, the pro- one of the prompts for starting the golden skin and actually going and doing something with these ideas was that one of my friends uh, was killed in an aircraft accident. He was only 27, uh, so it's really young, really young and it's one of those reminders of the your time is finite and not to fritter it away basically but that that's an expectation. however, a few three three weeks ago I guess now um one of my friends from home died young thirty nine and uh, very young very unexpectedly as you would as you would expect at thirty nine years of age and that was a whole different kettle of fish now it seems a little bit random that that would be a different kettle of fish because I mean, you know adam was only 27 that's really really young right um but there's an expectation in the military that people are got you know are going to die at some point or it's a very high likelihood that that's going to happen so when it does happen it's not unexpected but i guess part of being and doing that that life and that moving around thing that i've done is that my home and the people i know from home always kind of stay the same and if you're a person that moves around a lot or has moved away from where you grew up perhaps things do change but not massively the people are still there when you go back and it's almost like an anchor point you know it's if that doesn't change that much then you know you're kind of secure with that and you can go and move around and travel all over the world and live in all these places because that's always still the same and that that was kind of how it is for me it still is for me right and it was very it was one of those moments where when I found out I was like is this just a joke? Because I have very dark humour and so do my friends from home even. I think it did predate the military. So at first I thought it was some kind of joke. And then I realised it really wasn't a joke at all. And that unfortunately this person had died and it was really kind of difficult. Um, and I don't think I really dealt with it at all. And I don't think I still have dealt with it really, but, um, It was his funeral last week and I saw a lot of my old friends that I haven't seen for quite a long time because a lot of them, being the awesome, clever, outgoing, witty, lovely people that they are, had kind of become scattered to the four winds. And um, although some still lived in the area, some had moved to London, some had moved to London and then back to Manchester, some had always stayed, you know, and were always there. But I hadn't seen them as much because as you will know, I do that moving around thing quite a bit and I hadn't seen anything for such a long time and it was really surreal because I clearly had not, I'd compartmentalised it as, as you know a good military person does and i just kind of lapped been that. yeah that's happened and logically parked it but going and going to the funeral and seeing all these people again and being really excited about seeing them And feeling really happy to be in their company again, because I do love them all to death. They're amazing people. Like, they are the kind of people that there was never any arguing, there was never any drama, there was never anything but hijinks, good fun, clever conversations, great bands and music and really happy times. So to see all of them in that situation where one of our number wasn't there anymore, and we were all together again because he wasn't there anymore... And the juxtaposition between feeling very happy to be in their company and then having that kind of quiet moment where you just go, you finish laughing after a conversation and you just remember again why you're there. I found super hard. Like, I I'm not afraid to admit that. I found it really hard. And yeah, it's really really sad. But I mean, you've got to look at the, the fact that we all know each other and, and we're fortunate enough to have this person in our lives for whatever amount of time. And even if it's a really sad situation that we're all back together again, that we've had that opportunity to be back together again. And I do like to try and twist things to be a more positive approach on whatever it is that's happening, even if it's a bit of a shitty thing. And this really is, you know, it's not, it's not cool. Like it's really not good. And, uh, you know, I still am processing a lot of it, definitely. And, you know, like, why am I talking about this subject in a podcast that is always a bit of a laugh and very irreverent and everything else? Well, yeah, it is. But also in this podcast, many, many times I've admitted to my completely ineffectual parenting and I've told you things that have gone wrong and I've made you laugh with funny stories because, you know what, that's what I like to do and I like to be, I don't want to be this person that's not like you because I am just like you. And I know because I've had messages from people and emails about things that I've said that all of that cheers people up, and it just makes them feel like they're not abnormal, right? <laughs> because like someone's admitting this stuff happens, as opposed to this internet idea that everyone's perfect and these things don't happen. Because that's just complete bollocks. They just edit it out, right? But I also know that, like, especially this time of year when you know Christmas comes up and everything, I'm dropping the c word in there again. But you guys know I love Christmas. Like, I I love it it is hard for people and people will lose people and people will lose friends and people will have lost friends and people will feel sad at this time of year and people will struggle and have questions about how they deal with it and whether it's okay to feel the way that they feel. So I just wanted to put it out there and say like, I'm with you, you know, this this stuff happens and it's okay and it's okay to talk about it because when you're British we don't talk about it we have a stiff upper lip and we're very stoic about things which leads to a certain element of emotional constipation I find but I'm you know what I'm like I like to call it as I see it and hopefully there's something in there that maybe triggers an idea in you or makes you feel a little bit better about something you might be going through in this sort of area at the moment so how does that connect to the knitting? Because it always it has to come back to the knitting, right? And I've been struggling with my knitting. Since this happened, I've, re- I've not even picked up the needles till last week. So uh, like I've not want, obviously there was something kind of a bit wrong there, but I've not wanted to pick stuff up. I've not wanted to make things. I've just been a bit distracted, a bit all over the show. But the way this connects to the knitting is during the funeral, there was a hat, a knitted hat on top of the casket. It was Talbot's hat. And he often would wear a hat. He had this amazing, it was it was enormous. He was such a big guy. He's probably like six foot. I don't know, I'm little. And in my head, I'm six foot. So everyone else is the same height as me, but he was definitely bigger than me. And he had this enormous, amazing mop of curly, bright red hair. And he was just this massive character and really sarcastic with it. and but a really lovely block. And he would always wear hats, like he'd had this hat, and it was his hat, it'd gone with him. And I thought you know, I might not be able to get back into anything big, but I could do a hat. I could make a hat to keep me warm. And, and like, every time I put this hat on, I could, rem- I could remember and, you know, maybe that can help me, help me process some of this on a kind of sub, subconscious level, you know, because it was, it's almost like a shot against your own mortality. When someone that you always expected to be there isn't, it makes you start to question things and really assess who it is you spend time with, whether they make you happy, what it is that you're doing in your life, you know, should you be still be doing what you're doing? And how do you make the most of all the time you've got? Because you might not have that much. He didn't know. He only had a couple of days. And I might not know that. You might not know that. And, you know, as the flaming Lips said, which was one of the songs at his, his, his service was like, someday everybody you know will die, you know. Do You Realise is the song. I'll put a link in the show notes if you've not heard it. It's quite a kind of sobering song, really. And um, I thought maybe I could knit something. I could do a hat, right, and I could just use that as a kind of process uh, to get myself back into the knitting and to to just let, let the thoughts order in the way that thoughts do when you knit and you're just focusing on the making and it's just your hands and the the yarn through your fingers. It is a very yogic experience as you know and I find it a very yogic experience and it, I find that ideas and thoughts order themselves when I knit because I'm, I've am i got space for them to do that. They're not just running around having some kind of crazy house party where they're all kind of on amphetamines and they're playing rave music and they've all got kind of glow sticks like they normally are in my head as you probably imagine. And um, They all just kind of sit down and get a cup of tea and a biscuit and chill when I'm doing the knitting and I know for a lot of you guys it's the same thing, right? So, because I want it to be something positive and something cool to remember, and um, dedicate this episode to him, and I will, I will put a dedication at the end. I've picked out some patterns for you. So, if you need a little bit of peace, if you need a little bit of just something small and satisfying to make, or some even just some ideas, even if you just chill AF and you just want a few, you like ideas for some cool hats you could knit this winter, I have you covered today. So. If you haven't already got your brew, because I haven't invited you to get a brew, and we're 17 minutes and 13 seconds already into this, get your brew and we will crack into the pattern pick. So the first one in my hat for every eventuality pattern pick is The Tremblant Talk by Diana Waller. It is published in Espace Tricot and this is a paid-for pattern. It's $7.50 Canadian. It's knit in four-ply and it's not actually live yet, but it is way up there on the hot right now on Ravelry at the moment and I can see why because it's a really nice-looking pattern. But it does go live for sale on Friday, December the 7th, which is this Friday coming. It is part of the Chalet collection of three different hats and it's a three-coloured tock bit, basically. It's got a slight, slight, on the uh, top of the hat uh, at the crown and it is quite a modern looking design in terms of some colour work patterns can look very Shetlandy y traditional Fair Isle, Some of them can look super Nordic with the star patterns and I have one of those coming in this pick but this one is a lot more modern. It's got some zigzags, it's got some crosses and some lines. It's knitted in stranded colour work but the motifs that are used are a lot more modern and minimalist so it creates a much more modern looking piece to wear. I really like the way they've used a light grey, a dark grey and a neon pink to set off the different bits of pattern in the hat, which it makes it really eye-catching and quite fashionable for now. And um, I think that would be a great kind of beginner talk that isn't too complicated and hasn't got too much in terms of stranded colour work, but produces a really nice effect as a result of it. Now, weirdly, I had been looking at a sweater pattern that Diana Waller has um, designed called, and I'm going to butcher this, I apologise, Skirgafjall sweater, Obviously, if you say it in the kind of a German accent that makes it pronounced correctly. It's not even a German word, but you know what I mean. And um, that is a sweater that has um, across the front of the um, the chest area is a tree colour work pattern so it is it's not like these um really highly patterned yokes that we're getting a lot of at the moment it's a little bit more simplistic than that where it's a darker colour on the bottom half a light colour around the neck and then in between there is a uh, green trees knitted in the pattern around around the same area I guess as it is on the lush cardigan so like not right up to the neck and um, but not as far down as the bust it's sort of in betweeny and looked a really nice pattern so it was cool to see that actually obviously she has some kind of aesthetic that I found quite appealing, so I'm going to be taking another look at her other patterns for sure. Pattern number two is Jason's Cashmere Hat by Melissa Thompson. This is knit in ironweight weight yarn, it's a beanie and it is a free pattern. And it's it's published in Sweet Fibre Yarns and you need 183 metres for this, so you're looking at two skeins of ironweight, weight and it is a basic simple cable and ribbed hat That's really nice really unisex you could definitely knit it for a bloke obviously jason's got one in cashmere aren't you doing well jason and you could use it basically for any any sort of yarn that's got a nice kind of crisp texture would look really good in this but i think you can get away with a little bit of floof as well little bit of floof little bit of halo if you wanted to but it's got a cable and then one line of rib cable one line of rib all the way around with a fold up ribbed brim The crown is really neat, I like how that's been decreased together so it maintains the pattern instead of turning into that weird flat, um, circular decrease that some people do that makes it look a bit like a boob, reminds me of those knitted boob patterns, this doesn't have that, the pattern follows up the crown which I think looks really good and it would look awesome with an oversized pom-pom on top I think, I could definitely see me rocking that. So that is Jason's Cashmere Hat by Melissa Thompson. The next one I have for you is by the lovely Helen Stewart, Curious Handmade. I'm sure if you listen to me, you listen to her as well. And if you don't, you should. And this is the How Quiet hat, which is from uh, Knitvent 2018, which is a collection of patterns she puts out every year. And I always joke with her and everyone else that it isn't Christmas until the Coca-Cola advert's been on and Helen's released Knitvent and then it's Christmas. It is six patterns in that collection. It's £15.54 plus that for that. So you get this hat plus five other patterns as well. So it's quite a good value for money. And it's just really focusing around that whole gift knitting, you know, nice quick knits that you can rustle up. Or this year she's talking a lot about theming the collection around kind of getting those moments of peace and quiet around you know the crazy of the knitting and how crazy of christmas rather and how the knitting can help with that this one is knitted in a dk weight, weight yarn and it is sized from baby to large adult so plenty of scope there for all the family and you're looking at needing 238 meters for this pattern which is like a one scanner basically which is awesome now helen on the styling has put a alpaca pom-pom on hers and I think that looks super wintry and nice but obviously if you don't fancy an alpaca pom-pom or you want an ordinary pom-pom you could totally do that as well. Now I just want to share with you the blurb of the inspiration for this because it has been quite the theme for it was about being peaceful and I think this is quite a nice um, blurb that I wanted to share with you for this pattern. So, Helen says, How quiet is the spruce? The wind twills through the uppermost tier of splayed leaves from How Quiet by Judith Harris. The poems I read as I put together this year's collection all seem to lead me to the same place, a quiet woodland blanketed with snow. Even if they begin indoors, the imagination of the poet always wanders back out into the hills and the forest. In How Quiet, Judith Harris deftly sketches a few glimpses of this place and its atmosphere of wonder. And the poem ends with a brief meditation on the secret nature of divinity. No matter what you believe, it's often true that if we want to seek out the beauty and hidden uh, seek out the beauty hidden in plain sight, we must first get to a quiet place. Sometimes that place might be in the middle of a snowy evergreen forest, but sometimes it is just a moment of presence and attention within ourselves. I often find that place as I sit with woolen needles in my hands, patiently following stitch with stitch. It's one of my personal definitions of peace, and the feeling I wanted to share with you this knit vent. So I quite like that and I thought you would enjoy that too so I included it for you and as I said that is the How Quiet hat by Helen Stewart. Number four, the beeswax hat by Amy Fandalar. This was published in Baroque Pearls and the beeswax set and it is a DK weight hat that has a matching Cowl and knits, uh, knits, mitts even knits on the brain. God, kids in school, a eh? mitts available. And basically, it is a ribbed brim hat that then turns into this overlapping textured honeycomb pattern that's created with mini cables, and they're overlaying over the top of each other, so it looks quite three D. And then the the crown is almost like a flower pattern, and all of the the shapes kind of swirl together into this flower so it's really really beautiful and it would i think look amazing in a nice crunchy high twist yarn or a good bouncy yarn nice solid or semi solid would really and in a, in a nice light shade would show this off really really well and i just re i liked how the cl- the, the mini cables have been really cleverly used to create this pattern and this 3d effect with the simple kind of hexagon shape so it is seven dollars twenty us on Ravelry and as I say if you like that pattern a lot there is a matching cowl and mitts available but totally go and have a look at the the crown on that because I think it's been really cleverly executed so I don't know whether I would want to put a pom-pom on there because it would obviously detract from that but I can imagine the right size pom-pom in the middle of it could look really amazing because then this beautiful flower turns into a massive pom-pom Number five is Alaska by Camille Descoteaux, which is a tock. It's knitted in four-ply yarn and it is a paid for pattern at $6.60 Canadian. So it's about £4-ish UK. Now this I absolutely loved because it's got a really clever use of yarn, dyed yarn, to create a beautiful effect in the finished object. So what it is, is it's got a ribbed brim that's done in a dark colour and then as you move on to the body of the hat it turns into a, a scene that is the outlines or the silhouettes of trees. It's been inspired by the aurora borealis and in, in Alaska that's where it comes, that's why it's called Alaska and You see the outlines of these trees which are done in the dark yarn but then in between that you have a colour changing yarn. Most of the the projects are done in a gradient yarn in this one and I think she's used Knit Picks Chroma as the called for yarn but you could use any gradient yarn. But what a lot of people have done is make it look almost like a sunset. So they've worked with the colour changes on the yarn to create almost a sunset sky effect going up to the crown of the yarn in between these trees that are made with the dark yarn. So it is a stranded knit, but it, re, it, it instead of having to keep changing colours, it's working with the properties of the yarn itself to create this really beautiful effect. So I really enjoyed that. And the sunset effects and some have gone from kind of like a purpley blue all the way up to pink like you get on some sunsets some have done it in oranges and pinks up to yellows it's really really beautiful and a great way to work with some gradient yarns if you have them and you don't know what to do with them because they can sometimes be tricky to work with this would be an amazing pattern for that. Number six is the basic Norwegian Star Hat by Carajo Knapp. It is a free pattern and it's a colourwork hat featuring the really classic Norwegian star. You know, that whole IKEA Higger not Scandinavian look. You have the star that's on everything. It's quite classic. Um some might say stereotypical, but it, it uses that pattern. But it's in a worsted weight yarn, so it's a nice quick knit and it's a good way to get something classic and something that is really unoffensive. Like everyone kind of likes that kind of motif on a free pattern on a quick knit as a result of it. So that is the basic Norwegian Star Hat by Cara Joe Knapp. And finally we've got the Yukon Campfire hat, Buffalo Plaid by Liz Sutton. This is knit in a worsted weight yarn. It's Canadian $6 to buy and you need 183 meters, but that's split amongst three colours. You can do it as a slouchy hat or a beanie hat, but what I find really eye-catching about that this is it's done in three kind of shades of red and it reminds me of Dennis the Menace or a Lumberjacks shirt it's got this whole kind of crossed different coloured plaid um, look to it and it just made me think both Dennis the Menace and I'm a Lumberjack but I'm okay alternately in my head Uh, but it really clever different kind of stranded knitting technique to produce that kind of square pattern so if you've never done anything like that before it would be really interesting way to see how you could use that particular stitch pattern to create different color techniques with different non-dennis the menace colors i like dennis the menace i've got no problem with it my favorite though was ivy the terrible who was your favorite out of the Beano comics i would love to know slight rabbit hole there So then to wrap up I decided I would go and try and look for a pattern to create a hat like Talbot's hat but there weren't any. There was only one that remotely approached being like it and then it had a really ugly crown and I didn't like the crown so I didn't want that whole that where I got the booby head thing from like... There's a particular hat decrease where it goes round in a swirl and then it kind of stops at a kind of like a nipply, sticky up pointy bit at the top. And I just, I find it not a particularly sophisticated way to do a brim of a hat, not a brim, a crown of a hat. And I really didn't like that because it seemed to make the hat shape a bit funny. So I didn't put that in the pattern pick because it didn't look right. So I guess unless I'm prepared to go through the other 1796 pages and it was about that of hats to find one that is the same. Because I got to page 20 and was like, I'm going to have to record at some point and what I might have to do is just create my own version and make that into a pattern. I mean, who knew? Maybe this is a thing that makes me into a pattern designer, having said that pattern designing I'm never going to do, because why would I, when there are so many other great ones out there? Well, it seems like this one, there isn't great ones out there, and um, it'd be cool to have some. Maybe make matching ones for everyone, we can all go around wearing them, just like the good old days. So yeah, so they are my seven kind of pattern ideas for hats, for this episode, what I did notice when I was going through the 20 pages of pattern ideas is that there were a load of really cool looking patterned, uh, motifed type hats. So I think in a later episode, I'm going to go and take a look through that specific type in particular, because there's some really pretty effects that you can get that that go beyond the traditional colour work yoke looking or traditional very Scandi stuff there were some different kind of uh, motifs and patterns and colour work in there they're a little bit more modern maybe a little bit more accessible that I think it would be really interesting to look at So you can find all of those in my queue on Ravelry under a hat for EE. I will put links to that in the show notes. You can see them all in one place and I'm going to try a new thing this episode where I do a screen capture of the different ones on Ravelry so you can see the things as they go along and try embedding that in the show notes so you can see it in a bit more of an easy way. Speaking of show notes, you will find all the show notes for this episode at shinybees.com forward slash 126. So that's all we've got time for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show and I'm looking forward to being back with you again next week with another episode. But until then, happy crafting, have a lovely week and I will speak to you again soon. Cheers! You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast. Full show notes for this episode are on the website at shinybees.com forward slash one, two, six. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can do it via email, in it's really info at shinybees.com or send me a message on any of the social media where I am at I shinybees. To laugh again with you, if that's all right. This episode is dedicated to John Tolbert.